This is NRL Boom Rookies. And welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, very much violating social distancing rules right now. <laughs> it's Mitch Doyle. Yeah, well, is it is it a family thing? Like, the podcast is a bubble? Yeah. And um, uh, held up on the floor. It's Dale Roots. Hello, everybody. Yeah. So, first of all, um, big apologies for the quality of the audio on this episode. We were finally all back together. Super pumped to get... Back, uh, back out there. Studio's not ready yet, so we're doing it at the Bungard Dome. And yeah, the mixer has carved it. So um, we're doing this, doing the best we can. Very much a piecemeal effort today through the microphone, the inbuilt microphone on Mitch's laptop. Um, we apologize. Uh, we will work on that uh, during the week and be back with a much better quality product for you next week. But oh, please just bear with us. Well, sorry. Audio, the yeah, audio, audio, the audio quality will be better. The chat will be just as bad. Yeah, we cut to you two hours trying to troubleshoot the thing. I'm done. <laughs> We're done troubleshooting. But studio's not open yet from ATAS, obviously, with the uh, coronavirus restrictions going around. I don't know why it's not open yet, but I'm assuming it's because it, they've got to clean it every time someone's in there. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Um, we've been, hopefully, that's coming soon. But, yeah, our mix is dead for now. So, hopefully, if that's not in the studio this week, we'll buy a new one with our Patreon money. Yeah, good yeah. fans over on Patreon. But yeah, before we get started, seamless, though, seamless. Uh, if you want to get behind the boys on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. First thing to mention, we did a live Zoom for the uh, Manly Broncos game last week, a Zoom chat about, you know, probably half the Patreons jumped on that, the yeah. patrons. And that was real good fun, actually. I, I had a good time, and the other boys did too. And we're looking to do one this Thursday again for South's week. So you won't get to see me in pain, but you've all got enough of that at this point. How do you feel? Uh, and on top of that, so yeah, if you want to get onto the Zooms, jump on patreon.com for just NRL Boom Rookies. Also announcing, this is in for some of the subscription tiers, but we're bringing back the NRL Boom Rookies MVP that failed a couple of years ago because of my absence. But we're going to do an MVP instead of the Dallium voting. So if you want to vote for that, get on Patreon. But I'll be doing votes after round eight, round 14, and round 20, considering that the season format changed. The first vote will be in two weeks. And essentially, you're voting. The positions of the year across all positions, best overall player in, in the first eight rounds and then six and six. And you'll also be voting on your, your coach of the year, your comeback player of the year, your rookie of the year, all that kind, all that jazz will be doing. And just before we kick on further again, we'll thank the $8 and above tiered Patreon. So that's the Boom Rookie tier Patreons and the ones who can't give the game away. That's Alex, Sergio Comey, Bert Andrews, Chris Avenel, Dan Cullinane, Dave, D. Fisher, Jace G, Jack Snape, Jason, Carlo Tyshen, Matty McBee, Michael Murray, Roxanne Clark, Simo Alley, Ty, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, Warwick Ahern, and Wayne Ritchie. So uh, thanks to all Patreons, specifically those guys, for getting behind the podcast. Yeah, we love all of you. We love all of you very much. As we're doing today, we're doing news. We're going to do a news pod. We kind of had to, you know... Do a change up in the room yeah. here. We had planned out four, four podcasts. We're five, I think, five in the end. Yeah. Actually, it was five, but now with uh, without the good audio. We don't want to give you five podcasts with this audio level, so we're probably just going to yeah. do this in question time and then hopefully get back together next week to do the rest. That's it. So we'll do news, a bit of you know talking points over the weekend, and then we'll jump into question time. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Renrandra. 
Dratra's away, Semi Rundrundra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi Rundrundra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Rundrundra. Right, so let's get into the news. Uh, first of all, um, we've got to talk about um, the big story from uh, Friday night's game. Um, Latrell Mitchell uh, getting a little bit emotional post-game and the confrontation between Wayne Bennett and a reporter at the post-game press conference. Uh, Wayne, at full time, when Latrell was coming from the field, he was really emotional. Can you tell us why? No, I'm not going to tell you why. No. How come? Well, it's got nothing to do with it, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, he just was visibly upset. And was well, you know, he may well have been, but it's got nothing to do with it. And, you know, the, the change room for me has always been a sacred place. Unfortunately, the game gave, gave away a lot of our rights to those places. But in my mind and my headset, it's, it's a place where we can go and be who we want to be and not have to answer to anybody about it. The fans would love to know. They love Well, the fans trail. love to know a lot of things that they, we don't tell them, OK? So they won't be disappointed. They'll understand my, my position with it. Well, mate, I've just explained here. So you keep asking the questions. I'm not going to answer them because I've got no more to say about it. Splice the audio in there so you guys know what happened. I've already had a few chats with people who didn't even listen to the damn thing. So you listen understand what happened and there yeah, like for me you know i know there's you, journalists in the room <laughs> or one at least uh hannah was fine at the start but i think she crossed the line when she started those those bullshit excuses the fans want to know like mm-hmm. you can shove that where the sun don't shine yeah it's and it's, it's weird though because i think most of the responses we saw to this were people saying the opposite saying that's really not any of our business what what he's going through and sort of what yeah. what Wayne or what anyone else might have said to him after that game or what made him so emotional. And if he wants to come out and tell people why, that's his business. And if he doesn't, which seems like that's the case, then that's perfectly fine as well. Yeah, I don't think that, you know, Wayne's a very old school coach. I don't think that there's any, that there's any like, uh, risk of him kind of not ratting out but giving away trail secrets in, in this regard just because he is so... As he said, like he still thinks that the the locker room is the sacred space, and that that that's um you know he's a he's an old school coach, and if that's what he believes, and he's obviously not going to give his play, his players secret space. So good luck to him. You know, I I think it is interesting that we that there is so much chat about like a player being so emotional after the game. I don't think that if it was any player other than Trell, there wouldn't have been so much. Tom Vaney was crying <laughs> the same day. Yeah, I mean, like as you say, like we don't. It's not that we see players cry every game. I mean. You know, certain players are like memes because they cry after games. But um, obviously because Trell's been going through a lot lately, he had stuff during isolation and there's there's words that obviously like he's missing being at home and things like that. So um, it's, you know, if that's what's going on, then that's what's going on. But it's 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 not for Bennett to, to tell that story. I think that's a big part is that it's not Wayne's story to tell at that point. As you said, Dale, like it's, it's up to Trell to tell that if he wants to. And had a probably just let up there that, those things are those moments, and those are the moments where you realise Wayne Bennett could coach who's 140. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not that he's a tactical genius anymore. He's not, you know, and he's more of a head coach in the sense of an NFL head coach. His assistants run things a bit more, but that's the reason why players will run through brick walls for him. Yeah, like he was around Trell in the dressing room. He might not even know. He said he might not even know why Trell was upset, but he was around him in the dressing room there. And then in the uh, in the press conference, 
it was going in a bat for him instantly, and that's it. It doesn't even matter. Like he could have known the news and could have shared it, but it's the thing he didn't. Other coaches might have, they didn't, and he went into bat, and that's you know, just interesting. It's just like you know, I, everyone knows here I'm not a Latrell Mitchell fan on the field, but God, I'm I'm sick of this garbage. Just like you guys all would be. It's like anytime the guy farts, we're like, well, what did he have for lunch? You know, what's going on with his digestion? Too much broccoli potentially. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's just garbage, and and it's it's just it's sad seeing Fox Sports head down this path. You know, it just it, it's just them. No one else is going after the troll so much, which is sad. It's just always anything he does now. It's there's something on their website, and I feel sorry for the guy doing this kid sitting there doing the social, putting that tweet out, and then like a million yeah, tweets getting hammered. <laughs> it was interesting to me that like, and I know that like I respect I respect Hannah as a journalist. She's she's fine at what she does, but. It was interesting to me that they asked Wayne. Like, of course, Wayne's not going to tell you. Like, yeah. it may, as you say, maybe another coach would, but there's no way that Wayne, Wayne, like the first two answers, yeah, yeah, he was emotional. It's like, yep, that's all you're going to get. That's him yeah. to a T. He's been like that for as long as he's been a coach. But yeah, as you said. And what do you want to hear, by the way? Like, say someone died, oh, yeah, his best friend hung himself two days ago. Yeah. Is that where you're like, oh, that's great. And then she'd be like, oh, well, that's <laughs> sad, isn't it? How do you feel about that, Wayne? Yeah. Yeah, I feel about it. You put rocks in your head and you thought he was crying because he got his eye gouged, like crying in the shed after the game. Like, oh, it's it. That wasn't going to happen, but it's like you don't need to know the personal stuff. And yeah. The other one that, that – Corey Parker is a detestable human in the, in the best of times. <laughs> but, mate, he's got nefarious stories all around his, his off-field – there were rumours, but he's got stories around his off-field that may or may not be true, and no one ever asked him when he was playing, and now all of a sudden it's everyone's right in his belief. Every player, what you should just lift up your skirt and tell and show everyone what you've got going on. Like, yeah. But no, like you know, I do have certain beliefs that you know we should know the players' salaries, we should know those yeah. things. But there's some things that's like we don't have to know. We we get to know what they tell us at that point. And the trailer has told us a lot about his personal life that other players haven't. We don't get to know this. That's just it. And we and we again, no one, no one in this room actually gives a shit. No. <laughs> even over a non-snort Matt Coleman sitting here, he I'm, doesn't even care. I'm just like, I'm just like, <laughs> he's like, got no he, respect for privacy. Yeah, I'm just like, so he, so he cried. Like, some blokes cry after games. Like, that's how it is. You know, whatever. And he's, I just in terms of his on-field product, last couple of games he's been brilliant. He's been their best player in both of those games. I don't know they're only the Titans and the I mean, Warriors. He did kill a guy. He did. I know it's only the Titans and the Warriors, but it's very heartening to see him bounce back with a couple of very good performances. And hopefully we see more of that this Thursday when he plays an actual um, like good team again. <laughs> he plays a warm body. He's got something alive. Yeah. Uh, what else did we want to cover? Well, the other major news this week, I, mean, I think well, this is the major news of the weekend, and the timing kind of shocked everybody, but Stephen Kearney and the Warriors are part of ways with two and a half, or two whatever, and whatever years yeah. left on his deal at this point. So. To the end of two seasons from now. So, yeah, two and a half years, I think you're right. Yeah, very strange timing. Like, and this just is very inconvenient and very inconsiderate of us. <laughs> they is... should be consulting with us when they make these decisions. I agree. Um, but also, it, it just there could not be a more poisoned chalice in the sports world right now in terms of a job than this Warriors coaching gig. Like, you're on hiding to absolutely nowhere, taking over this team that can't play at home, that can't – like, if, if someone if someone has to go back home for whatever reason, they, they can't play for, like, multiple weeks, like – it, 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 they're in such a dire situation, and, and we were never huge fans of his coaching appointment from the start. But they are two and two since the since the since the competition resumed, and like they 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 got belted by South, that's true. But they also 
put a score up on a couple of yeah. hapless teams on the way. They so yeah, I mean, so what, what? They lost to two good teams and they they beat two bad teams. And that's if if that is what you're getting from a Warriors team that we genuinely were wondering whether they'd win a game after the restart. Yeah. I think that's fine. And so. like that's where they're at. And it, it is it's interesting that I've obviously expected to be more for them to get more out of this team. Like this, the team isn't fantastic. Like he seems to be just having them puttering along at par. Like what you can't, as you say, they're they're away from home. They're not. Uh, they're not seeing their families, and if they are seeing their families, it's it's only going to be from this week, from memory. If they lift the bubble, um, their families may be able to come over. But yeah, like, what do you? What does the club expect? They they obviously had higher aspirations, and maybe they're what, kind of shooting above what, their average. What changed those? Like, so it's been nine uh, nine weeks away from their families. It's a tough situation, but I don't understand what's changed between when they re-signed him back end of last year and now. What was your expectation entering this season with the, the playing roster you currently have? I don't know. And, and with the injuries that happened, like, not saying he's the world's greatest player, but, you know, Jazz Tavanga, who's is a big part of what they do, he's been out all season. Pusatua just came back. Uh, the, the, he, he, sorry, they've had problems with, at the hooker position. They just brought in Wade Egan. They've had problems in the halves. The Nick Ream is at six, but they had Harris Avita. But Kearney's not the only one making these decisions, like, sign those yeah. guys. Like, it's not a very... Solid seventeen in the, on the best of times, let alone with the injuries. Like also, sorry, I, I met Miss Leeson. I'm out for the year. They've won games. He said they've lost the two good sides, but they're be- beating sides they probably weren't even supposed to beat the other two no. games. And as it's come out of the Warriors camp, like some of the players have had tears. I think Todd Payton said like a family member died have been the reaction there. They gave him a, a harker to, to let him go, uh, and Payton stepped into that role as a, as a caretaker. But the reaction around the camp and, and in New Zealand has been you know, one of devastation with his, with his move. I mean, Cerny Famuina, former player, as if, if you all know Cerny, and, you know, potentially one a, a great warrior for a time there as he's just, like, ripped in on, a, on like, a six-minute video on Facebook. What he said, he said, this is the dumbest decision. So that was the dumbest decision to do with what's going on right now. I'm guessing it came from the top. It's the most selfish. It lacks empathy. It's the worst decision for any franchise I've ever seen made in the NRL. I honestly don't know how anyone could pull the trigger on this decision during this time. And I think um, that's the the tough part. It's not that Stephen Kearney de- deserved to keep his job. He was even doing a particularly good job. It's just the timing is so weird with what's been, they've been put up against. This team is facing numerous challenges right now to be away from their families, as you guys have already stated. But now they've got the new challenge of, like, the head coach has been punted. Yeah. Just their, own, their, own, their own club is like, thrown them to the wolves in this regard, like, given that new challenge. And then Todd Payton's essentially auditioning in this situation and then, you know, his future will lay on what, what happens. Yeah, I feel, I feel for Peyton in this situation. Obviously you feel for Kearney, but like you feel for Peyton having, like imagine having to come into the team meeting after that and being like, after, you know, they give him a harker to go away and he's like, okay, so uh, we're going to watch some video. Yeah. How does everybody feel about that? At least that? he was already, like he's like not he's, coming in he's as an he's outsider. He's in the so system. That, is, that is really the only thing looking in his favour. But what, what Tony said, by the way, he's yeah. like, don't, don't, he's talking to the owner now. He's saying, do you not understand what's going on? These players and coaches have had to sacrifice. They won't see their families until the end of the year. They're using fucking loan players from other clubs. <laughs> and he said, there's a player right now. He'd want to go home. He said, I'd say, F this, send me home, is what Tony said. And that's just, you know, I thought that's a good insight. We don't really get the uh, the Kiwi news over here. Yeah. But even stuff from, from Todd Payton, like, like they oh, sorry. I'll... Where is it? Don't let them in. Well, don't let them under the command. Yeah, don't let them under. Where's the Tom Payton one? This is great radio. It is all cut. Obviously, I'm cutting this part out. No, it's okay. Yeah, it is. 
Russell Packerlink was my move to the Warriors. I had it open earlier. Maybe How to here destroy we go. I mean, it's good. It's good though. I mean, it's the first time that he's been allowed to play. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah, that's funny. Anyway, so as I was saying, Todd Payton said it, it's been like a death in the family. The players are rattled, and they've been faced quite a few challenges over this period. But he also thinks some players might even request to go home with with this decision. Yeah, right. Like this emotionally charged day, players are individually upset, and obviously Steve was upset himself. And they obviously they uh, respected and loved him so much they got hit in the face. And it's a strange atmosphere. That's he's all. one of New Zealand's greatest ever rugby league anything's really. Like yeah. he is a genuine great of the game over there. And it does feel weird for him to be treated not treated this way, but like for this them to pull the trigger now. It's just it's so strange. And yet you've got I mean I respect. Farmerwina's point, but like biggest, the, the worst decision in rugby league history. I mean, he obviously, wrong, obviously. <laughs> he obviously hasn't watched any any dragons games over the last six years. But that's you know, uh, he's not. It's one of the worst decisions that the Warriors have ever made. Yeah, I've got a live ladder in front of us since 2017, and it's before recording before the end of the camp and early game. But over that period, the Warriors are eleventh. They've got they've won thirty three of seventy eight games. Where are the Tigers? The Tigers are twelfth uh, of that period, um, and you know that that's not too bad. I mean, they're above the Titans, Knights, Bulldogs, Cowboys, and Tigers in that period level. Sorry, just below the Dragons. But I think you know the surprising thing is you'll talk about hot seat, and there's someone at North Queensland who's below him in that period on that ladder who probably is on it this week. But I'd understand that sacking more than Kearney, just considering the situation all around with this stuff. But he hasn't been a mirror. He hasn't been the best coach. But he's got a forty over forty percent win record there with what's going on and what he's been dealt. I just think it's weird, and I know he probably. I guess if you're at the club, you're thinking, "Well, if we're going to sack him at years end, why not just sack him now?" But it just doesn't feel like the, you're going to find a, a what you're not going to find right now is an actual full time candidate for me. If you ask me, like whoever comes in now is not coming into the Warriors in NRL coaching capacity. It's not the normal situation. They're going to have to come in and adapt to this camp where they, a lot of it they have to manage players' emotions and feeling away from home and. They're going to ask someone to come in and step in and resolve those situations rather than come in fresh pre-season next year. I feel like being a divorce on all that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, this, 20, this ladder from 2017, bizarrely, Broncos still in third. There are... Uh, only till next week. Yeah, when... they've got one more competition point than the Sharks. Actually, the no, the Sharks could win in two hours' time. Yeah, and, and jump them over. But that, yeah, that's, that's surprising about that time. Titans being last, not not surprising. Not surprising. No, no. no, that is the least surprising thing. Um, Dale, James Graham could be... And by the time people listen to this, maybe it has been confirmed. Could be on his way out of the NRL. Well, I look, <laughs> I, I know that James Graham is a great player and he seems like a top bloke, but you know, it's time. Good luck to him. There were the only thing that did make me somewhat sad was watching the Saints game and they had a in the last few minutes of the game, they had an opportunity for Graham to go over to score. And they he didn't he didn't end up scoring the try, but I, w- I was thinking like that would be a really good way for him to go out because, you know, like he's He's played what four hundred first grade games. Well, yeah, between like between here and the Super League, he's played four hundred games. He's only you know he's only what like thirty four, but he's not one of the old like he's not as old as obviously like Cam or Gallon or anything like that. But um, if he does go, he's been great for the you know he's been great for the club. He was great for the Bulldogs. He's given everything that he could give out there and. If he go, he's linked to go back to St Helens, I yeah, assume. Replace Luke, uh, Luke Thompson, who's heading to heading to the Bulldogs now. Well, so. the word, the word, if I remember correctly, the thing was the Saints were going to let him go if they could get a replacement player. So if that happens and they can get a replacement player, then 
I think it's best for all involved. He's just not he's not been this year kind of at the level that you would expect a senior player to be at. He's just slowing down. So with my club, I just in their two year map, they could send Joffa and Garway down there. But yeah. uh, I don't know who they could look for to replace mid season. Like I mean, the Warriors look looking for middle forwards as well. Can we have like, some loan players? <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to get them. Oh. But I, I don't think that should, honestly should hold uh, the Dragons back from letting him go. No. I think they might let him go regardless. I agree. I agree. The other interesting news out of the Dragons, I thought it was funny that like Matt Duffy's had two good games, probably his two best games in the last yeah. 18 months, Yep. on the back of being threatened to being sent to the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Why are more coaches not doing this? Yeah. <laughs> it's as I, I said it off mic, but it is very much like if your kid goes to a state school and you tell them if you don't if you don't shape up, you're gonna get sent to the Catholic And that's um effectively what Matt Dufty's been told. Which if that I mean, if that's where the club's at, I mean the club is probably it, this, the same thing must be happening to the Dragons. Like if players aren't sh- you know, gonna shape up at other clubs then they're getting threatened with getting sent to the Saints. So, you know, but then again, the Gold Coast is just Wollongong with more money and a nicer beach. So. Yeah, and then the Titans have ended up with Corey Thompson, which is, um, I thought, an average signing. A good, good hard-working player, but signing him for like a three-year deal, I didn't, I didn't really like that. He's a very Titans player, I think, Thompson. Like, he's very middle of the pack. Like, yes. he does his job well. He's fine, but he's not... He, he had those few games, like maybe 10 or so games at the Tigers where he was like the best player in the world and he was fantastic and everything he touched turned to gold. And then it just, he just became another bit part player. Yeah. Like the whole one five is built in the pack. You end up being like yeah. the bottom of the pack. Like, yeah. You know, you end up being the bottom when one to five is like what theirs is. But um, yeah, I just don't know if I like that sign. I did like Dufty. I mean, it's, it is two weeks now. Of like, it looks like he's got that form that he had a couple of years ago. I'll see how long it lasts. Like the dragons have got, Two wins of the out of those two games, and Dufty's ball playing and ball runnings look good. And yeah, he, he did talk about how he's like, firstly, he's a player should be running into space, and he seems to be self conscious now. Finally, yeah. yes, you should have always been running into space, you idiot. Stop getting dragged. He's the he's the equivalent of a like a of like a kick returner in the NFL. Like he's yeah. got, he's got to find the pocket to go through. Yeah, and if not, run out. Yeah, just, <laughs> run, just run, just <laughs> give away a scrum and don't get killed. Yes, just don't get killed. Uh, I thought that was interesting that the, the Titans threat is now public. So I don't know why the Broncos aren't tapping everybody on the shoulder and say, look, mate, you're going to the Titans. <laughs> Actually, the whole club is being moved to the Gold Coast. It's going to become Queensland's third team. Yeah, right. This is, yeah, this is the threat. Uh, Tough one to come back from. Where is it? Yeah, I mean, like, no, not many clubs have no. going to the Gold Coast. Certainly not the Seagulls. No, they nor will, the Chargers. I, mean, I would argue that the Gold Coast Seagulls would probably beat the Titans. And they're in their fifties. Uh, true. Fair point. Is Wally Lewis better than Tyrone Roberts? Now? Yeah. I don't know. Good question. Yeah. Poor Tyrone. <laughs> I mean, oh, Ash, Ash Taylor's by the way. He's just like there is a man who. So that one good game against the Tigers was the uh, Oasis in the desert. Yeah, it, it was. was. <laughs> it was the Yeah. His kicking game yesterday just embarrassing, and uh, yeah, they just he said that one good game like you hold on to hope again, and you wait and wait and yeah. wait. That's it. That is, the, that is the flowers in the shitty relationship. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So the leading that Ireland try assist, Mitchell. Uh, on on Fox Fox's try assist. Yeah. Yeah. Fake news try assist. Uh, that, uh, that, I go with whichever try assist does the best for South players. Yes. So. <laughs> well, that, that was one thing I should mention. That now that was one criticism of, of Kearney is like they spent the whole off season talking about Tuwa Shek was going to be 
less of a ball carrier, more of a ball player and, you know, part of their attack this season. And, uh, yeah, zero tries, zero assists and carrying more metres than, than prior. That wasn't that wasn't a great look for you, for you guys, Stephen. But I also think they're just lacking a lot of attacking outlet there in general anyway. And I also, like, them scoring 37 points the other week was, like, a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> like... They were, yeah. It was a weird game on Friday because they were pretty good for that first 20 minutes. Like Adam Blair was having his way with the South middle. Blake Green was doing some nice things. And then it just, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as um, South went ahead, they just basically fell apart. It was weird. It was very strange. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They're, they're poor old Warriors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, I don't agree with every decision the county's made this year. Like, puts a tour in the centres. Like, miss me. Miss mm. him with that. But yeah, it just, it just feels weird that, like, he's lost his job. And like Dane Pace still has his, and Paul Green still has his. But I guess we should talk about that. Like we're going to do some bit more talking points from the weekend's games. Uh, Paul Green is he like hot seat? How long can you have goodwill from winning a comp in 2015? Right, and like they made that grand final in uh, 2017, 2017 yeah. and it's like they made that. It was like when the Bulldogs. Made I was going to say it was literally there was there was yeah. They made it, but it didn't matter who made it. Whoever made it was getting going to get thumped. They got thumped, and they, they kind of fell upwards into that final. And, you know, to be fair, I'm almost going to blame them for Mitch Pierce getting moved on because uh, without them doing that, uh, if they didn't beat the Roosters, Mitch Pierce might yeah, still be there. Yeah, right. Bastards. And it's all Michael Morgan's fault. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah, that happened. But there's still – anyone who's watched them this year just knows how, again, they're still that same boring team that runs the same block play that's been dead forever. This whole stuff about the block play being boring and structure being boring is over overplayed in the media. Like when you watch the Roosters, <laughs> who was that guy that said the Roosters don't run block? Plays? Matty Johns was that guy. They scored oh like God. eight tries off block plays against yeah. the Bulldogs. Apparently, when a block play is fast and good, it is not a block play, <laughs> and it's no, not it's structure. Just, it's a set piece. That's oh. it. It's but like, but the Cowboys are still running the same ones they ran in 2015, yeah, and right. like without Thurston. And you're asking someone like lower quality ball players to make faster decisions and. A few of them work this year when Val Holmes is at fullback because his hands are so quick that it, cut, it you know, the block play still works. You saw again without him with with the hammer hammer time at fullback this game. The last game didn't work, but it feels like how long can that cachet from that grand final last? Yeah. And they've already gone through like the the shake up. They haven't got rid of Gavin Cooper, but he's pretty much the last one left. Yeah, they've they've rotated that roster effectively. There's been good signings. Like Val Holmes is a good signing. Jordan McLean, a good signing. Maguire's been good for them. Reese Robson, they've stolen from the Dragons, doing good at nine. Scott Drinkwater, despite his bad defence on the weekend, has been a good signing. Like the, his, the cattle has been given to him by yeah. recruitment there, and they're still a this. They are definitely the side. team to me that um, has the biggest gap between the results and the expectations you would get from purely a playing roster. Yeah. But I will say, yeah. with Hammer debuting, I love that the commentators just called him Hammer for the entire game because they had no intention of trying to learn how to pronounce it. <laughs> Really fit out, mate. Like it's, it's uh, fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just I feel like he's, you know, weeks away or end of season, kind of sacking himself, Paul Green. And there was a, we went a long time there with a lot of average coaches not losing their job, but now we're going to see so many go now that some average people are going to get head coaching jobs as well. Hey, like there's not enough great candidates sitting waiting yeah. right now that if you know Paul, Paul Green goes, if Dean Pay goes, Kearney's gone, and if Paul McGregor goes, there's Four coaches coming from somewhere. Well, there's only one Nathan Brown, and that's the God. Thank God that's the, the saddest part of the story, well, in I my did, opinion. I did predict that now, places in podcasts that he'd end up at the Warriors because he's there already. But thank God they've gone with Peyton, and it looks yeah. like if Peyton's already the caretaker, I'm not sure that Danny can go from his role to being the head coach there. So 
feels like Peyton or another contender would be who that who they go for. Paul Green, I don't think he has long as you said. I feel like every year people forget how bad they they were the year prior. Like we all, Cowboys. Yeah, we yeah, all see yeah, their yeah. squad, but like, oh, this year they're gonna they're top eight again. But it's like, well, no, they had that same squad last year and they came fifteenth and fifteenth and whatever. Like, and uh, since that ladder I showed you guys there, since twenty seventeen, even they made that bloody grand final that year and they're, and they're, still they're fourth st- worst. Yeah, they're still a bottom four team. In they're that worse period. than the Warriors. They've got less yeah. wins than the Warriors over that period. One less win than the Tigers over then. But yeah, look, I just think I love the Warriors scored next. like three hundred fewer points than everybody else, including the Titans. Fantastic! They scored yeah. eleven hundred points in three years. Good. And <laughs> well, consider five hundred less than the Titans at least. So that's fewer. fewer. Got it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It, the the Kenny. It's just it's just baffling. It doesn't make any sense. They can't. As you said, they're not going to get a good coach this year. It's, it can't happen. There's just too many moving parts right now. It's just impossible well, for anyone. Done a, to... done a massive challenge, yeah. him, as we said. Whoever comes no in. one is going to go there this year. So it's going to be, I guess, maybe they just want to see what Todd Payton can do in the face of adversity. I don't know. Talking about other coaching, I remember when the, the Broncos, like, we went through this all in this podcast. And I think the hardest thing about the last couple of weeks is, like, all these people now agreeing with things I was saying two years ago. Not saying, oh, I predicted it all. It's more so it's, like, to become accepted that, you know what, that Broncos board are a bit dumb, aren't they? Yes, I know. <laughs> yep. yep. I know, you're not giving me any news. <laughs> but anyway, I came back to it only a couple of years ago and we chose Bellamy and I, and I was okay with like fucking Wayne off if you're going to get Wayne, Craig Bellamy and we didn't get him, which is whatever that happened. But then we went after Paul Green and I was like, oh God, God no. <laughs> and we dodged that bullet because the Cowboys re-signed him. But one of the contenders for the Broncos job, we didn't even get an interview, was Michael Maguire. <laughs> and I actually didn't, I, mean, I didn't want him either because I thought he was going to be of the same Paul Green mold because he did get, Stale at that Rabbitohs, that same stale offense. But man, I feel like an idiot for like not wanting him at that time. I didn't want any of the contenders. To be fair, I wanted Dimitri handover from Wayne Bennett. But Mag is um the basic things of Mag is just like you can you can see why Tigers fans buy into buy into him. And I mean, he dropped Benji and they won. But it's more so the way he talks about his team that he's you know I've got a certain standard you've got to meet, and if you don't meet it, then it doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to play for my team, and the standard is built on defense. And as any fan knows from now, we all like teams that can score 40 points, but if you haven't got a good defense. You're not making grand finals and winning big games. And the only reason why the Raiders turned into a good team or a better team it's because their defense. Like yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because they were always a team capable of scoring points and winning games, but they they weren't winning the big games consistently without their defense. Yeah, yeah. that's what it starts for any team is that defensive effort because you can figure the attack out even. Obviously, when the Roosters when they got cronked there, they were struggling early on with their defense with their attack. But it was like, look, we'll just we keep defending, the attack will come. Was that in the prelim last year? There was only two both prelims for every three tries. Was yeah, that was, was only two tries in both prelims last year. Yeah. Uh, Souths scored a second try right at the oh, end right. to make it sixteen yeah. ten, but that was yeah. literally like the like with thirty seconds left in the game. I was busy, I was busy celebrating that. Ugh, but no, that game. I mean. We were at that end that South were attacking in the second half, and they were basically yeah. camped on that oh, trial line for 15 minutes. With, 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 with a man in the Sindin for 10 of those minutes, yeah. and they defended really, really well. Yeah. And that's the reason they made the grand final. It's also the reason why it's been like the Storm right now, you know, but it's handed to them by Penrith, but the Storm's attack has been clunky for this year and last year. The reason why they're always in tension is because the defence is so damn good, and it's the same this year, and they have a massive hole of what's going to happen at seven there for them. I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed seeing Cam Munster step up and ball play a bit more over, over the last. Just put Cam Smith at seven, you absolute cowards. Just well, do I haven't got the night. Like, I got Brandon Smith. Bring Gary Graham back. Yeah, bring Graham back. But in that, 
He's good, isn't he? Yeah, I love that. Oh, God. Again, I'm, Broncos Weekly is the Broncos podcast, but Paul White the other day talking about what the team could be in 2023, and we aim on having the next Cooper, Smith, and and, uh, and uh, Billy Slater. It's like got- every team aims on having that, but it's like <laughs> Harry Grant was available, available right, behind Cam Smith, going to be the origin hooker for the next decade. Yeah. We just watched the Storm do that with the last one, and we let that happen. No one took Pappenhausen or Harry Grant away yeah. from the yeah. Storm. And also, like, but, but you wait till 2023. We will have the, the next Cam Smith then. You, you'll and see. So you, you, know, you will have the next Cameron Smith because a career male journalist will call someone the yes. next Cameron Smith. <laughs> they won't be very good, yes. but they'll be called the next Cameron Smith. Mate, you know there's blood in the water when Pete Bedell is uh, at the foot. On, uh, on, he, he's even called out saves. You know there's blood in the water up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to hold back from making this a Broncos podcast because you you've done well. It's been, yeah. mostly, it's been mostly a Warriors podcast. You want my 60 minutes of Broncos whinging that's on another podcast every week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough look for, tough look for you guys. I mean, it is there's no excuse to be bad for four or five years in the NRL. Or with the advantages we have. And well, actually, yeah, sorry, there's no excuse for the Broncos to ever be bad. Yeah, but that's it. any team, there's no excuse to be bad for half a decade. Half the fucking teams make the finals every year. Yeah. Like flip a coin, you're in the finals. And these there are these teams that are trying to sell to their fan bases that hey, we can suck for four years and that's fine. Yeah. You know, we're signing up for um, we're signing up for a rebuild. Didn't you guys know that? It's like, oh, that's not it's the Broncos don't rebuild. Yeah. And then, then the whole thing, no one again, no one even attacked the playing roster. There's a few decisions around the roster they made got wrong, but everybody knows that's what roster's got. Remember got the roosters were bad for one year in between yeah. all the premierships they won, and they were yeah. just like, oh, well, you know what we'll do? We'll just sorry, had a down year. Now we'll be good again. Yeah, and we'll just sign really good players too. Though. I mean, that's what a trick. God, I can't believe the NRL let them get the Morris boys. bullshit. Everyone else is stupid, especially the Dragons. You're the stupid. Yes. They wanted a homecoming, Dale. Well, no. You can't. <laughs> you can't you're not allowed. So we're playing all of our home games in Campbelltown. That's true. Well, and they said, well, if we're not going to play you, you and Aiken, who is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't come back. And Lafayette's got to do something for the next two years. Yeah. He's got to go. Yeah. I preferred when he was punching his teammates in the face. Yeah, and now Angus Crichton's good again as well. It's just fucking annoying. It's it like, is. He learned how to run lines. It's like, very frustrating. And run the deep. Uh, well, they don't run block plays, but if they were to run a block no, play. Sorry, yes. Sorry. It's just like those six or seven times he got the ball off a wraparound play. <laughs> not a block play, though. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Oh, fuck. Those poor old Bulldogs left edge on Monday night. My God. Lachlan Lewis and Fatala Mariner just getting dunked on for like an hour and a half. Oh, it was so easy. It was, it was terrible. Holy shit, that was bad. Um, yeah, the Roosters are going to win the comp again. I've already made my peace with it, I think. Have you? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, they're, what, three three in a row? I mean, they, they obviously look the most likely now, and yeah. I don't want to get behind Parramatta, but I'm like, am I am I trying to cheer them on the thing? That was a good game last night, Bob. It was. Yeah, they played well. I, they attacking options were a bit basic in the Roosters' 20, but and they got, they got I mean, there was a couple of times they came really close to scoring. I think, can, can you... Make a case like they they wanted a penalty try for that Morris strip as well when Madison mm. was going towards the try line. Do they have like what's the rule there? Because I know you had to strip it in the in goal, but he stripped it before he got to the try line. And had he not stripped it, he probably would have scored. So what's the? But can you give a penalty try for something? My like that? understanding was that it was in the motion of scoring. No, but you've got to be over the try line, oh, that's... which he very clearly wasn't. So, I don't know if you, but how would you know that he was going to put it down? True. Yeah. No way of knowing. Yeah, you got to be one hundred percent. But seriously though, because you know if that call goes their way, then you know, and 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 potentially, or Morris, you know, they send Morris to the sin bin for that, which they also could have done. I don't know the rules, but like, yeah. um, yeah, little things like that. I thought they weren't too bad. Sebo killed a man. 
Um, that was great. That was great. It doesn't matter. The, the defense is up there with Premiership with the winning level. It's really but good. They have got that clunky attack occasionally. I think they got. I think Dale said something a few weeks about that, and he got a tat because Parramatta scored a lot of points still mm. in that game. But like as you said, the, the, the attack in the twenty is a crash shot. How about Josh Morris and Michael Jennings being the two best centers in the competition? It's yeah, funny, isn't weird. it? <laughs> Michael Jennings wasn't even the best player in his family two years ago. No. Now he's back in a big way, <laughs> and the, they needed to score on that set where Gutherson made that big break. Yeah. That was really their best chance to get something out of that, and they did, and they dropped the ball. Or I think, actually, that might have been the set where Madison got it stripped. I can't yeah, remember. But been. they looked really good. I think Parrot fans can be pretty satisfied with how they played. I know they didn't win the game, but and I think that late try kind of made it look worse for them than it was. But, yeah, you know, I I think if they can work on their attack a little bit, and, and, and that, that can only come against playing good teams. Well, the, but, the thing for them is the last two weeks, like their, their attack as a team still has issues, but the, what they've had the last two weeks is this is the benefits of signing like a Wanga Blake. You know, Jennings in the form he's in, whatever, but it's like the last two weeks they defended well and then they just gave something the ball to a, a player with attacking potential and they won. That's it. Like, they didn't play particularly well with the ball in hand against Penrith, but Wanga Blake won on that game with two bits of individual brilliance. And then in this game, Jennings almost did the same thing. And uh, but the Roosters, like they're just as you said, well they're winning. The, the Tedesco gets concussed, and it's like let's you know throw all ball in the centers, and then whatever we'll just still come back and beat Parramatta. We'll score like immediately after Tedesco gets yeah. concussed. Oh, speaking of make, makeshift centers, what? podcast hero Keegan Hipgrave. Oh my god, yeah. fantastic! God, it really, he really is just. Garth Brennan with a mask on. He just lost some weight and then skinned another man and put it on. You I don't get it. But yeah, he grabbed in the centers. That's the thing that happened. And that's he's still a first rate footballer, I, I guess. And this is what I mean. See, I found Moena. Like, that, that wasn't the dumbest decision in rugby league. <laughs> I know for rugby in general in New Zealand, you're not used to dumb decisions yeah. in, the, in, the, in the code of rugby. But in rugby league, there is still stupider teams in the Warriors. I know it's, it's hard to believe. There are. Carter's trying to make a comeback. Warriors captain coach. Why not? Why they, not? Get the, they get the punters. Imagine, imagine the kicking yardage. Oh. See, is that true? Is that he's trying to make a comeback? Apparently he ran yeah. the water for the Auckland Blues Auckland last Blues? week. And he, they, they, what, he's going to play again or he did play again this weekend or something? I don't I'd know. be about that. Yeah, it's weird that like we still... like Obviously, we take the piss out of other sports a fair bit on here. But like, it's weird that we still hold like the mid-2000s rugby union players with like a certain degree of reverence. Yeah, Like a lot of them, like him, Carlos Spencer, Ma Nonu, all those guys. They're all awesome. They were sick. It's true. Um, say what's not sick. But Mike Seaver, though, he was sick. Though. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say. He was sick, and he killed a man, and it's going to be it'd be great for Toulon in the year. Yeah. <laughs> it looked exactly like a rugby union thing because it was a rugby union it thing. It reminded me a lot of the John Alomu drama. But that was it definitely, like, that's easy union movement more so the, the push, yeah, push your shoulder in like that rather than go for a fan. It's a union movement, and that's Toulon. Well, we made it to French Twitter. You just know they're looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Man, uh, what, did the, what did that tweet say, Dale? Uh, you speak French. Oh, we, have that, we, did, we ran into a, um, a tipping account in France. How about, how about that? A French betting tipster for rugby league. It's just like, it's like Tedesco lights out or something. Huh. We're being in France now, and I love it. Well, there's a, there's a tweet on that, that quotes it, like a quote tweet that's like, he went to lunch and had a good day, and then he came out and saw that he got absolutely smashed or something like that. But yeah, Sivo killed a guy. That's, and... that's a loose translation, is it? He, yeah. he went and had lunch and then died. It, it was literally like, I'm sure he went and had lunch and had a good day, but after that he made tried to make this tackle. Yeah, it could be. He got sent for a French taco. Oh, that's why boom true. rookies into Google Translate, and the translation is rookies boom. Oh, well, that's true. So, yeah, the yeah. rookies kiboom. Yeah, no, not really exciting, was it? 
No. Right. Unfortunate. We've really hyped it up here, and yeah. much like many things on this podcast, it's not been as exciting no, it's, it's, it's as advertised. Yeah, yeah. debutants. We can't hear non snook from here. But <laughs> yeah, debutants. Good work. Debutant le rugby league. Le not Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, say you all about us. We are we are proudly anti-Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> and always have been. It might be brave to make such a stance yeah, in these with, troubled times. Let me just go on the record. But risk of getting cancelled. At the risk of cancellation, we do not like Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, some of us just stick by our beliefs. Yeah. As an Aryan man, a proud Aryan man. <laughs> Always hated the Nazis. Yeah. I hate pit water Nazis. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's it for... Speaking the... of Nazis, Sharks game. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, this is, this is just... This is delayed. This is, this, is, this is really just hit the wall in these last few minutes, I think. Um, yeah, that is all the news we have for this week. Once again, if you're still with us after 40 minutes of this level of audio quality... You are a legend and a trooper, and we are very sorry. And, um, yeah, hopefully we will be back firing on all cylinders for you in a couple of days' time. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. Say goodbye, Dale. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me.